<laughs> Dear men who wear knit caps or beanies or scullies, whatever you choose to refer to them as, um, now that we're pushing deeper into fall, and if you live in an area where when fall comes, it's cold and your little skull gets a little, little chilly, your ears are cold and you want to keep the heat inside of your body, there is an appropriate way to wear this garment. <clears throat> and if I continue to see these hipsters wear this fucking cap device where A, it doesn't cover their ears, and B, it allows this little tuft of hair to peek through the front where, <laughs> dude, like, look at yourself in the mirror. You look like a jackass. Pull the fucking thing down the way that it was intended to wear. Nothing infuriates me more than when somebody wears a beanie and they roll it up like they're an old fucking sailor from the 60s. They, they're like wannabe Popeyes. And their ears and the front of their hair is exposed. It drives me mad. The universe has many horrors yet to throw at us. This is not the end of our struggle. This is just the beginning of our crusade to save humanity. In the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there is only war. There is only dice and pipes. Welcome back to the Warhammer edition of the Dice and Pipes podcast. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at Dice and Pipes. My name is Chris. Along with me is Brian. Hello. Ooh. Hello. Hello. We have a very exciting show today. We will be announcing the winner of our uh, our little giveaway. And as Brian pointed out in the uh, D&D episode, in addition to just giving away the leftover creme brulee uh aromatic from Sutliff and the unopened tin <clears throat> thanks Sam of the haunting um, you're also going to get a, uh, a hand drawn gem from Brian but in addition to the winner everybody else who has entered all three of you um, will also receive if you would be so kind as to email the show at DysonPipes at gmail.com you'll also receive something hand drawn or written <clears throat> fucking hell <laughs> Oh, hold on. Excuse me. Brian, take over. Yes. Chris is standing up. His mouth is agape. <laughs> and he just ejected some evil from his, bo from his body. <laughs> oh, my God. It's only taken me four months. I've never been this sick. Sorry, right, black lung. Four fucking months. <clears throat> Maybe I should smoke. Maybe I should start inhaling the pipe smoke. There you go. Kill everything that's in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll just destroy everything in my bronchioli. Um, you know, what do you, what do you, dude, today has been a very weird day. Let me let me tell you. I wake up, I set my alarm. I thought I was getting up kind of early. The wifey wakes up very early on uh, on Thursdays and Fridays, right? So she gets up early. I thought I was going to get up early with her so I can come over here, dude. My life has taken the form of. Uh, have you seen the Ring? Yes. Okay. You, you know when she really starts to lose it? Yes, yes. She has seven days. <clears throat> and, and towards like the ass end of this week that she's about to die, um, she starts like pulling like that, that fucking, uh, that thing out of her mouth. Yeah. You, you, she's looking at the screens. The fly is in there. And then she pulls that like, um, 
Oh, what is it? It's almost like one of those like EKG things that you find you you put on a person, right? And it's it's got that strap. But she, I, I feel like I'm having one of those moments. You're just you're <clears> gripping <throat> at your face wildly. It's bizarre, dude. I can't tell you how many pieces of hair I pulled out of my mouth today. What? Just random pieces, and I think they were my dogs. Yeah, oh, but your dog is short haired. Yeah, and that's what I've been pulling out of my mouth. These like real short haired pieces of hair. It's been fucking were bizarre. You licking him? I might have been in my sleep. I don't know what the fuck happened last night. Well, he sleeps in your bed with you. Occasionally, yes, yes, yes. Is he, last night was one of the nights that he did he did sleep in our bed. Is he like one of those evil animals that sleeps on top of your head to try and kill you? Uh, he doesn't try to kill us. No, it, the thing is, he believes that he's a human. So when he sleeps, so he'll start, as most dogs do, right? He'll start at like the lower end of the bed. And then when I finally get off of my phone and I'm ready to pass out, this fucking dog, he's hilarious. This dog will work his way up to my pillow and lay on it like a human. So in essence, I find myself doing to the dog what my wife does to me, which is, uh, which will be what the the toast is. We'll get to that later. But okay. it's it's very interesting juxtaposition of mammals on a mattress. It's very you odd. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. So let's do it like they do at the Discovery Channel. Yeah, deep by the bell. I'm. I might be living out that song as I sleep because I woke up this morning. I had like minimum six dog hairs in my mouth. They just kept coming out. I went to get into the shower. I pull one out. I'm in the shower. Two more come out. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So you're not sick. Oh, wait, wait. Garbage Here we man. go. Here we go. Come on. Let's see. All right. Here's the play-by-play. So the is he going to take that beautiful mirrored night table? I have to stand up for this. All right, so the garbage truck is pulled up. It's now facing, it's, it's arrived from my right to left. It's on the opposite side of the street. The garbage man is now walking around. He is, he's, what, two guys? No. No. I, th- I think that guy's going <laughs> to. They're waving traffic through. These guys suck, man. I wonder, do you think they're going to take it? Do you think they need two hands to take that beautiful mirrored knife table? It's not table? That heavy. I brought it out there myself. Dude, he he touched it as if to check like the weight of it and when it moved with ease. Oh wait, they're taking it. Go. They're going to two man. They're going to they're going to double team it. They're going to fucking smash this thing into the truck. Now they have no spotter. No, go, 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 go. Come on, cars. Come on. Please drop it. Please <clears throat> drop Dude, it. That would be awesome. Let's let's oh, listen. Uh, heave ho. Oh, <laughs> very disappointed. Very disappointed. This turned out to be a two-man job. It should have been a one-man job. And they took away from our viewing pleasure. This guy, constant head on the swivel. Yeah. Constantly looking around. Son of a bitch. The other dude is the one who just operates with reckless abandon. Yeah, he <laughs> that doesn't guy, give a fuck. No fucks to give. He just he rushes hates his out. family <clears throat> and he prays for a Buick <laughs> right to the <laughs> hips. <laughs> He's probably got some life insurance policy. The, uh, the compound here behind the West Cabin is on a highway uh, with a speed limit of 50 miles an hour. Now, interestingly, this highway is very windy. Mm. And the section of the highway where the compound is located is the only straightaway for miles in either direction so people do like 80 yes uh in front of the compound yeah they gotta play catch up right and uh and it comes right off of a bend because to my left the direction that the garbage truck is facing the west to the west 
there is a sharp bend there. So it's very difficult to gauge the cars that are coming around that corner. So when this, when the garbage guy goes around the truck, he goes on the east side of the truck. So it's very difficult for him to see the cars that are coming. So one day, I'm telling you, as we're recording, that dude is getting crushed. And as long as he does not land on your property, we are going to continue to record and give you a play-by-play of his last dying breath. <laughs> Uh, these garbage guys are so good. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to, what I something I haven't done in years. I'm going to give them a Christmas gift. Get out of here. Yeah, little little cache. Where are you where are you going to leave it in the garbage? I'm going to wait till they come and I'm going to run out and hand it to them. Our first garbage company when we first moved here, which is now defunct, uh, they were great. No special calls for pickups. You could just call Flow. Or Doris, I'm sorry, Doris. Okay. You call Doris the dispatcher and just let her know, hey, listen, when you come over to uh, the compound here, I got X, Y, and Z I'm throwing out. No problem, sweetheart. And Mm. they come throw the shit away. Then we switch to County Waste, and they are fucking pricks. These guys? No, no, no. These guys are good. Okay. As you see, like that, that mirrored cabinet. Right. We put that out there as a freebie for people driving by. Turns out people don't like decorations from the 90s. No? So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, it was. It looked like a prism as I pulled in. I yes. got lost. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be like Hellraiser. Right. Like Pandora's box was going to open, and I was yeah, going to yeah. get sucked into another dimension. All we need is the blood. Yes, that's all we need. Hmm. Anyway, <clears throat> that was uh, anticlimactic. When are we going to do the uh, the giveaway? It, it's going to be at some point during the show. You're just going to have to listen, Brian. Inject. Ah, see, this is now I'm learning the English language. This is the difference between inject and interject. You're going to inject it in the show. Yes. Could be anywhere. Could be right now. Or not. It could could have already happened. It might have already happened, and now we sound like two assholes. It might happen after the end of music. It could happen at the end of the show after we toast and leave. So you got to stay tuned. You got to listen to the whole show. Uh, hopefully Barry does not fuck it up and put it in the show notes when it happens, but knowing him, mm, you never know. Never know what's going to happen. He might actually put the timestamp of when the giveaway is. We'll see what happens. Uh, I, in my glass, I'm very happy. I'm having a little maker's mark. I don't know. I'm trying to establish my hierarchy, if you would, of my go-to, like, I guess, budget. I'll tell you your problem. Your problem problem is when you start drinking something, Mm -hmm. you fall in love with it. Yes. So at any moment, whatever you're drinking is probably going to be your number one, which is fine. Okay. Um, I think you need to establish distance from everything. I think you, what you should do is go on a like a month-long not drinking sabbatical. Please stop. Please, that would ruin everything. No. My life would be over. You want me to stop drinking for a month? I can give you my top <clears throat> three, probably. All right, your top three bourbons. Go. Why are your eyes rolling? Why is there a Cause great pause here? <laughs> Maybe I can't. Uh, I, I'll give you my top three drinks that we've had on the show so far. Okay. Number one, mm-hmm. Monkey Shoulder. Yes. Number two, I think, I think this Caskmates IPA edition. The IPA edition? I think so. All right. And number three, as I so for those who aren't aware, and you would be because we've never posted pictures of the inside of the cabin, lining the top wall 
we have uh, one bottle of each unique thing we've drank to completion. Glenn Levitt. The Glenn Levitt. I think so. Okay. I think that would be my top three. My bottom three. My bottom three would be Woodford. What? I still like it. Just what we've drank on the show. Wow. Okay. Woodford. Doers. Mm. Uh, Doers. Woodford. And Screwball. Yeah, the Screwball is definitely not a not a sipping thing. No, and, um, and you can't drink it with uh, you, you can't drink it with with pipe tobacco. Like, nah, it just doesn't. As soon as that shit hits Ugh. your tongue, like you're done. Yeah. Um, okay, I can do this. My top three. All right, so not bourbon, just whiskey in general. Which is funny because I don't even think I have a bourbon in my top three. I think my top three, in no particular order, would be Monkey Shoulder, Ardbeg, and the Jameson Caskmates Stout Edition. Ah, bottom three Buchanan's. Really? Yeah. I, I kind of like. I hate the bottle. I hate the I, fucking bottle, and I think that just puts a horrible taste in my mouth. Definitely. So we agree on the doers. The doers would definitely be in my my bottom three, and the the Chivas Regal. Not a fan. Ah. So, but today I'm smoking the Maker's Mark, and the Maker's Mark is good. You're smoking the Maker's Mark. Fuck. <laughs> you piece of on shit. On Dyson pipes, when you fuck up your words, you find yourself in a roll to drink situation. <sighs> On the Warhammer side, we are going to be rolling five dice mm-hmm. with a difficulty of two. Oh, as always. I pass. There you go. Nice and easy. This is what we always do. Um, good. So now I don't have to be so careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to open up now. I'm going for more <laughs> at bat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, the maker's mark I look at, if, if we're going to look at like budget bourbons, just bourbons, uh, the Maker's Mark, I think, might make my top three. I would say Maker's Mark budget bourbons. Maker's Mark, the Jefferson's was really good. And we should revisit. I, you know, I almost got Jefferson's Private Reserve. Oh, uh, see, that would have been good. You know what's really good? The Jefferson's Ocean. It's a little pricey. I saw that, too. Yeah, it's yeah. a little pricey, but I think that's something... Uh, I think when we come up on like a historic episode, we should break out the... I'm uh, telling you right now, episode 100, Yes, I'm getting that $200 bottle of uh, McKellen's. Oh, Jesus And Christ. that we're going to record that episode at night. Oh, this is a good idea. And get fucking boxed. Yeah. And part of me wants to do, part of me wants to break out these lavalier mics that we got. So mm-hmm. originally in Dyson Pipes lore, originally this was going to be a YouTube channel. Uh, and we found out we were too lazy to do all that. Uh, and also YouTube's a piece of shit. Another, another story. But we bought lavalier mics and we have pretty good ones. Um, I think at some point I would love to do an on-location episode at the George Washington Bar. Yes. Yeah, I'm down. I would do that. We'll just go in the back and record. Maybe that will be episode 100. And I want to do it on like a Friday night where there's a lot of people there. And I, th- I feel like I just want to start talking to random people. With mics on. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll talk to Barry about that. We'll see if we can set that up. Yeah. Uh, legally... Just, hey, how you doing, man? Oh, yeah, good. You're on the show. Listen, <laughs> what's with that weird fucking thing you're wearing? 
why can't you put your scully down over your ears? <laughs> then the next thing you know, the cops are there. It's going to be ugly. And then when we do a toast, it could be to everybody. You want to toast everybody in the bar. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. I'd like to propose a toast <laughs> to murdering old people <laughs> and just see the reaction. <laughs> Good. Hopefully, they're not doing Broadway night, which is a little uncomfortable when you walk into that place. Broadway night. Broadway night. Oh, so, we went there that one time. Yes. Well, that's what it was. Yeah. It was Broadway night because I went there another time, and it was the same thing. It was Broadway night. We were together, right? The first time. Well, that's the time that when my son was home from the Marine yes. Corps, we tried going over there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they take locals, and uh, they find some somebody who knows how to play piano, and they play these old like Broadway show tunes, and people just get up and sing old Broadway songs. How do we not go on that? Uh, how do we not go on that day? That's the day to go. Uh-huh. I'm going to do a little research. <laughs> yeah. How do, how do we bleep out when we make disparaging comments? We don't. We don't. No. We, we let it all hang out. Just let it go. People know what we are. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. Let's stop fucking pretending. I People hear know who we are. I hear you. No, we try to be civil. We try to be civil. Well, wait till we're really liquored up. Um, so anyway, I'm drinking Maker's Mark, and I'm smoking Cornell and Deal Opening night in my uh, <clears throat> Savinelli Atello 614. All right, so we've done top three uh, drinks. Uh, yeah. Top three tobaccos. Oh, wow. That's a lot harder. Um, top three tobaccos. Just first blush. I would say... <clears throat> I would say... Okay, here's my top three tobaccos. I have Dunhill Nightcap, um, Full Virginia Flake by Gaweth, and probably Squadron Leader. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, Pirate Cake, Colt Blood Red Moon. Hmm. Maybe that Molto Dolce. Really? I really like that Molto Dolce. Mm. Uh, Pirate Cake is my number one, and the other two might oscillate. See, it's so hard. I've yet to... There are very few tobaccos, I think, that I've smoked that I was like, nah, I'm not smoking this again. Dude, at work, I've been hitting up the uh, the Captain Black yeah. original white package, and I'm enjoying that. And the smell that might be one of my favorite smelling tobaccos. I'm not a fan. Like, if you had to lock me in a room and say, look, this is the only tobacco that you're going to get for the rest of your life, that is not the tobacco that would probably even make my top 10. But, like, the smell just reminds me of, like, what an old-school tobacco should smell like yeah. if it's going into a pipe. <clears throat> it, this is, like, a like an ever-changing list. And, you know, now I understand why people have... Um, like, I remember watching that video by Mutton Chop. God rest his soul if he's not around anymore. I don't know what the fuck hey, is happening YouTube, with that guy. Hey, YouTube, Mutton Chop Piper here. Today's YouTube video is called Me Sitting on the Couch Watching TV Smoking My Pipe. And that's it for an hour. Um, he runs a rotation of like 16 different tobaccos. And dude, I could totally I could totally see that. I have like nine. Right? So I have nine tobaccos that I will regularly smoke. And then I'll kind of like intermingle like different tobaccos in. And at any point, I think those nine tobaccos, with the exception of maybe like three to five, can be replaced by something else, depending on the season, my mood, you know, what I'm drinking is going to dictate what I smoke. So it's very interchangeable. And again, yet I've, I've yet to find a lot of tobaccos that I smoked, and I'm like, nah, I'm not interested. Blue Ridge. 
<clears throat> that uh, I, I think is, the, and I'm willing to try that one again. I'm willing to uh, accept the fact that we might have gotten a bad tin. Could be, because it tasted like nothing. How am I? How am I calling myself? Let's see. Hello. Dear Verizon Wireless customer, your account has been. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, my account suspended, <laughs> even though they're calling me on my phone. Okay. I'll believe that one. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, dear. you cheap fuck. <laughs> <laughs> dear Verizon Wireless customer. Yeah, so uh, also on the Dyson Pipes podcast, we are taking up a collection to pay Chris's <laughs> phone bill. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out this podcast ain't paying the bills. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's right. I haven't paid my phone bill in like three months. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> dear Verizon Wireless customer. It shows up with my number, and then it tells me maybe the call is coming from, and it has my name on it. Like, maybe I'm calling myself. Okay. Thank you, phone. It's Skynet. Oh, shit. They're on to us. Uh, real quick, I, I'm smoking uh, High West Whiskey. If you want an in-depth analysis. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're smoking the High West Whiskey? The what? That's what you just said. You just <sighs> made my boo-boo. Fuck. What's wrong with us today? I don't know. What are, what are we uh, rolling? Th- th- come on. We do this every week. Five uh, with a DN of two. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What happened? Not only did I get two successes here, mm-hmm. I can shift. And I got a point of ruin. You're a dick. You're a dick. I hope when you're 80, you're still driving. Somebody shows up at your door from the sheriff's office. The sheriff himself. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take your sippy. Excuse me. You fuck. <sighs> Delicious. Good thing I like this. Good thing it's not that shit boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like really tough to put down. So I'm drinking High West Whiskey. If you want an in-depth analysis, check out the D&D episode. I am not going to suffer through that again. Well, you don't want to read the back of the label one no, more time? No, that was really rough for me. Uh, I like it. It's good. Um, and I'm smoking uh, from the GLP's Corporation. Uh, Odyssey. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So you would point it out on the, on the D&D side that <clears throat> I guess on the Warhammer side, we're not reading any of the reviews. Correct. So should I read through all of these before we announce a winner? Maybe people just listen to the show because they like uh, my silky, true. smooth yeah. voice at the, at the intro. Let's do it. While you do that, yes, I'm going to work on one of my drawings. Yes. Let's go in uh, chronological uh, order. <clears throat> what should I draw for the first runner-up? I think... Oh, I'm sorry. Are you drawing this on lined paper from yes. a composition notebook? Yeah, they're they're fucking runners up with a pen. Yep, a big uh, a uh, a big Atlantis pen. So you're really you're you're really diving deep into your your pro writing tools. Yep, you're using a pen that you got from like Walgreens. Yes, on a composition lined notebook. Yes, okay. They're, they're runners up. Uh, I I think. What do I think you should draw? I think you should draw the. The layout to um, the shatters. Ah. Oh, fuck. That's actually in a book. I think I remember it. Okay, good. Um, we're going to start with the uh, the review from September 22nd. Yeah, the September 20. <laughs> 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 thought you'd be distracted from drawing. Uh, see, you, you son, are fucked. Um, not only... 
did I pass, but I can shift and I gain a point of wrath. Mm -hmm. So you can drink. Now we have one ruin and run wrath apiece. What? Fuck! <laughs> Good. Good. I passed, but a complication. Excuse me. Wait, whoa, whoa. Oh, fail with the complication is the yeah, yeah. cross-eyed stag. Oh. That's what I need to do. Pardon me. I look. Oh, no, it's right here. I think you have to fail with the complication, right? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't do that. Yeah. All right. Um, Watcher of the Woods wrote, great quality podcast. Awesome sound quality. Always leaves me laughing. Brian and Chris are awesome hosts. Both the D&D and 40K episodes are great. I feel like this is like self-aggrandizing. Uh, the Mr. Rook wrote, these two pipe-smoking degenerates are awesome. I've listened to lots of D&D podcasts, and the one-on-one -on -one style of the campaign is awesome. I subscribed after finding Brian on uh, the Reddit or the subreddit Pipe Tobacco and have been loving it ever since. This was the first 40K podcast I'd listened to, and I prefer it to the D&D story, though I listen to both. Keep up the good work, guys. May your mouth stay wet with whiskey and your pipes warm with embers. Here is from uh, the 29th of October from Washburn Six Strong. Of the D&D podcast I listen to, this one is the best. The back and forth between the two guys is hilarious, and the one-on-one -on -one gameplay is very well done. And then finally from Devin Reith, which was just this past Saturday, this podcast is great. If you want to spend three hours a week screaming answers to basic trivia at two hosts that spent five <laughs> minutes meandering to the wrong conclusion, Brian can't sing or keep lyrics to different songs. No, I think he fucking nailed that. I think he might have nailed that one. <clears throat> uh, but you can expect him to open each podcast with this week's medley. Neither of them know the rules, but this hasn't stopped this podcast from nearing 50 releases. Shouldn't that, wait, stop. Shouldn't that be this week's melody? I Brian demand. can't sing or keep lyrics to different songs separate, but you can expect him to open each podcast with this week's medley. It should be melody. I demand. What's this fucking whiskey dick's name? Devin Reif. You think he should drink. Devin, on the Warhammer side of things, we're rolling five D6s. You need to get a four, five, or six on at least two of those dice in order to not drink. Do it now. It's on the honor system. We'll believe <laughs> I guess there's something to be said for tenacity. Hashtag Team Barry. I don't know who the fuck is on Team Barry's side. But Devin Reif is. Yes, he is. The motherfucker. Yeah. The motherfucker. So one of you, along with a, uh, a select few who emailed the show, because obviously they don't listen to us on uh, Apple, uh, we'll be winning the leftover creme brulee along with the haunting. <laughs> You're winning our leftovers. You're <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so pathetic. Um, but we do have an unopened tin of the uh, of the haunting that we're going to be mailing to you. So at some point during the show, we might have released it already. We don't even know. I'm working on the shatters. Yes. Now here's what I got so far. I from memory, I'm pretty sure that's what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. We need to hide drugs, a penis somewhere in this picture. You feel the need to put a penis in the picture. Yes, somewhere. Okay. I, I think I, we'll, we'll discuss that off air. I already found it. Perfect. <laughs> Very good. 
Brian's staring at me, rubbing his hands together. He's very excited because he just finished his Shatter's map. <clears throat> so that's basically, you're telling me alternate winners are getting three minutes of your time in a map. I'm not done yet. Oh, you're not done. I'll okay. make it fancier. All right. It's good, on lined paper for Christ's sakes. I got to do a little something to it. All right, please. I'm going to draw uh, like the, uh, the stone where the monsters came out. I'll put that son of a bitch up here. Go Remember ahead. those S's with the, the, the pointy top and the pointy bottom? The two, the double S's? They look like lightning bolts? No. <laughs> what not the fuck the, is going on over there? No, no. Like, uh, I'll draw it on his guy's picture. Mm -hmm. Whoever is getting this. Oh, and I can make it into the shatters. This S. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Good. <clears throat> well, on today's episode, you're, you're in luck because we have some great gameplay. But before we get to that, I... Did you talk about what you're smoking? Yes, you did. I did indeed. You did. You did. I'm getting a little drunk. Um, I have a toast, if anybody cares. Ooh. Yes. Everyone out there? Yes. Raise a glass. Well, thank you. On today's episode, here's what I would like to toast. I would like to toast the concept, the idea, this notion of spooning, which I found myself doing last night when, with I was, human. when I was eating dog hair. Well, I guess it could be with anything because I found myself, I woke up this morning, I was spooning with my fucking dog and I had like a dozen random dog hairs in my mouth. So who knows what the fuck was going on there. But just the idea, the concept of spooning. I, who do you think is more open to, open to the idea of spooning? Is it men or women? Do you think more women butt themselves up to a man's back or the man puts his chest to the woman's back? Wh which way do you think? Probably the other way. Uh, probably the uh, position one, I call it. The woman up to the man's back. Because most... How do I do this without mm -hmm. being offensive? No, be offensive. Okay. Most women should have long hair. Oh, welcome to the Dyson Pipes giveaway. Up next is Chris. Chris is a handsome drink of water that comes from New York. Hello, Chris. Hello. Are you ready to play? Let's play. Spin the wheel. And spin away. Congratulations, the Mr. Rook and your stupid underscores. You win the Dice of Pipes giveaway. A diddly dee. Yes. Longer than what you and I have. Well, anything is longer than what I have. <laughs> Yeah, you have you have what I like to call cancer head. Yes, <laughs> and and we learned the other day that I like to shave from below the eyebrows down right. to my toe knuckles. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so a woman should have theoretically longer hair than what you are sporting. Yes. So if you go up to her back, that hair is finding its way like spaghetti, worming its way, spaghettification of the uh, hair, of course, down your throat. So you think the woman should be pressed up against your back? See, I think, I, I think, I think this goes two ways. It all depends on what the intent is prior to spooning. If the man is looking for sex, the man will spoon behind the girl and continuously thrust his hips into the woman <laughs> until she's like, "What's that poking me in my butt?" Yeah, I've, I've seen those videos. I know what you're talking about. Yes, and then that that should lead to sex, right? I think that's like the the today's version of asking for consent. 
You just stick your shit right in her butt. Right. Until she understands what exactly it is, and then you have sex. But I find myself in a situation where <clears throat> my wife will lay behind me. My, my big problem with spooning is you never know what to do with your arm if you're the person who's putting your chest to the opposing person's back. You're the chest. You're, in, you're behind. You're, you're the rear. All right. So you're bringing up the rear. So let's say you're laying on your left side. Okay. Where does your left arm go? Yeah. Because it, it's always it trapped. Numb. It goes numb. Exactly. That's where it goes. And I think that's where the, the term coyote ugly comes into play. Ah. Where you fall asleep, that ugly Betty is fucking laying on your arm with all 700 pounds of her, and you have to find a way to get out of there. <laughs> but she's so heavy, you just want to fucking saw your arm off and leave. It's worth leaving an arm behind. That's true. I agree with that. So now I find myself on some nights when the dog sleeps in the bed in like a double spoon situation, and I, I'm the middleman. The dog will be laying in front of me, the wife behind me, and it becomes very uncomfortable. I get very nervous. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, like, should I be afraid? No. No. This is normal. No. It, what you should do is... Put Take your, them both out of bed. Yes. And yeah. keep the bed to myself. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. Uh, I, I'm not the best person to ask about this because I am what I like to call yes. an aggressive... <laughs> Sleeper. You're an aggressive sleeper. Yeah. Define that, please. If left in a bed by myself, right? Which often happens because we work overnight. Yes. My, my wife has a normal human hours. So I find myself in the bed all by my lonesome more often than not. Okay. So the bed is, is made and tucked. Uh, I crawl in. When I wake up, the, the blankets and the sheets are ripped asunder and I'm wrapped inside like a cocoon sweaty and hot and like just fucking irritated when I wake up. I'm an aggressive sleeper. I do a lot of shit in my sleep. I'm performing a lot of acrobatics. I see. As it were. So you're a tornado. Yeah. So when there's other humans in my bed with me, uh, I typically will show my love and affection by scooching all the way to one side and turning my back to everybody and hanging my limbs precariously off the side. So you, you'll find yourself all the way on the edge of the bed. That is not a good face. No, no, it's fine. What, did Verizon just call you? Yeah, they're, they're looking for you. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> that wasn't weird. Um, <clears throat> so you'll find yourself working your way to the edge of the bed. You hang your limbs off of the bed, and then anybody who's in bed with you will push themselves all the way up to you. No. They know better because they, they probably will be injured while I'm sleeping, performing uh, my ninjutsu. Because you're a thrasher. Right. So you thrash in bed. So you're telling me that's the way that I should I should play it. I should pretend to thrash. <laughs> <laughs> I should, As the wifey gets closer, I should start fake snoring and then thrash about the bed. And that will teach her to stay on her side. Yes. Okay. I might just start sleeping on the floor. Maybe I'll sleep in the dog's bed. There you go. Like Michael Scott. Like who? Michael Scott. Who? From the office. His wife has the bed, mm -hmm. and then he sleeps on the little trunk at the end of the bed that opens up to keep like spare blankets and shit. He sleeps on that. He sleeps on the trunk. Yeah. All right. That's fair. I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, why can't we just sleep like normal people? I have a king. Excuse me. I have a king size bed. Like the fucking thing is big enough for like six people to sleep in. Right. It just I, I'm almost at the point where I want to build a wall in the middle of my bed. Well, 
I mean, spooning is a thing that, you know, people do to show affection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And? I'm, that's it. Nothing wrong with a little snuggle cuddle time. Yeah, I could do that on the couch. When I'm getting ready to go to sleep, I just want to go to sleep. Well, I mean, this might be... Is this your way of having a conversation without having to have a conversation? Well, I'm just wondering, like, how much affection do I have to give my dog? Oh, this is about the dog. Yeah, what, what do you think we were talking about? Are the dog in the bed? For other people, it might mean other things. My concern is the dog, because I find myself waking up, I'm spooning with the dog, and now I have a mouthful of hair. Oh, well, this is simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, dog goes outside. I can't put the doggo outside. He's so small, he'll freeze. Very, okay. very tiny dog. How old is he? He's like 11. He's old? almost at that point where if he just died, like I could probably play it off that it was natural causes, and then I can get a real dog. How old is 11 in doggy years? Like 77. So we're getting dangerously close to the sheriff oh, showing up. Oh, oh, man. If I ever see that motherfucker behind a wheel, whoof, I'm calling Uh him. What happens if you put the dog on the other side of the bedroom door? The other side of the bed? Oh, keep him outside of the bedroom? Yes. Well, see, the, the thing is, the dog is too small that even if I put him on the floor, like he has a bed in our bedroom, mm. and he's too small, he can't even jump up on the bed because the bed is too high. I don't have like, I'm not a douchebag. I don't have stairs that like lead up to my bed for the dog to get up to the bed. You know, so the dog, if I kept him on the floor, he'll stay. But the problem is, well, it's really not a problem. The dog generates a lot of heat and now Ah. it's the wintertime. So, well, we're pushing into the winter. So it's very cold. So it's nice to have the dog in the bed. He's like a fucking heating pad. Right. So you want the dog in the bed. Yeah. Yeah. He heats the entire bed. Well, then he's like, there's like nuclear fission going on inside of the dog. Right. So anything short of having a stern conversation with the dog, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're kind of stuck. I'm I'm at a bypass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or an impasse. Or an impasse. One of those. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what am I on a fucking highway? <sighs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> god, what a horrible toast. Oh my god. <clears throat> Thanks, Sam. Um so yeah, I find myself in a triple spoon situation, and it's very uncomfortable. Right. So your problem isn't spooning the wife. Your problem is spooning the dog. Well, my problem with spooning the wife is usually it's not that it's not long enough. Right. The spooning does not last long enough. But the problem, my arm starts to fall asleep. Right. So I have to move. I'm a big mover. I have to. I'm a mover and a shaker. <laughs> right. Know? What about what about the reverse spooning situation? Wait, there's a reverse spoon. Well, whoever's doing the spooning. Yeah, but the other problem to that is like she, like my dog, not that I'm equating the wife to the dog, but she, like my dog, she generates a shitload of heat. So then I start to fucking sweat. Ah. And it becomes way too hot. I don't care if it's 20 degrees outside. I'm going to start sweating if she's too close to me in bed. So I find myself, if she's sleeping, I'm like pushing her. Once I hear like the slight little baby snore. Yep. That's it. I fucking take my feet. The shoving begins. Put them right into the small of her back and I shove her to the other side. And I do it violently. <laughs> that way, when she wakes up, I, I'm a, I pretend like I'm sleeping, and she does not know what happened, which works out great for everybody. Yeah. You know, because then she stays over there. And then I'm good, but then the dog comes up and then starts spooning with me. It's All right, like, so I have a solution. Okay. You lay on your back. One arm behind the head. Okay. One arm with a phone. And you start watching horribly boring videos until everyone else falls asleep. 
oh, this is a good idea. Okay, so let me get this straight. I lay on my back. Yep. The wife is looking to spoon. Right. There is a problem, though, with the dog with this, but we'll get to that in a minute. So the wife is looking to spoon. So you're saying that what I should do is put my left arm behind my head and with my right arm and hand, grab my phone and start watching midget porn. No. That, what? That's horrible TV. I said boring. Oh, that's not boring. Like watch uh, like some of those YouTube videos I've been watching of, of complete silence and people just restoring old tools. Oh, that's a good idea. That's enough to put me to sleep. Yeah. The problem with that, though, is then my dog tends to find himself sleeping on my junk. <laughs> he will just make his way to my crotch. <laughs> and then I have to fucking grab him by the throat. Wait, I don't want to say that because some fucking dog lover out there is going to call somebody and make a complaint. The WWF. Yes. And then Hulk Hogan is going to show up to my house. Let me tell you, mean Gene. This guy grabbing the dog doesn't sit well with me, dude. Say your prayers and take your vitamins, brother. What you gonna do when the doggy maniacs run wild on you, dude? So there's a spooning issue. But I, I, I like your problem. I'm going to watch like old restoration videos and that, that should sum. I'm, I'm just curious. I think that there are other people out there that have issues with spooning. I'm not the only one. Not the only one. That's true. You know, so we'll get to the bottom of this. But first, gameplay. Yes. You have a new pilot. Oh, you're, shit. Yes. You're yes, flying I around. Yes, I do. You're making the, much like in your bed. You're a mover and shaker here in Sabatania. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This set of gameplay uh, is going to start getting really, really weird. Why? <laughs> it's just going to get weird. Why? What's weird? I don't know. The last episode was very much um, just looking for engine parts. Yes. Now, I'm not sure if it's going to happen in this episode. Or the next. It's just going to start getting weird. We are going to eventually earn our little uh, warning that we play. At the beginning of the gameplay sessions. Wait, this isn't a family-friendly show? Uh, you don't think so? No. Not with the way this starts to go down. No. 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 Well, you're just going to have to listen and find out what happened. Warning. The following gameplay includes scenes of extreme violence and gore. Listener discretion is advised. All right, so we have uh, a high-altitude land speeder that can get us there. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll work on securing that. All right, so uh, if you were to go into, like, uh, the hub, I guess, of, of where these ships are, uh, you see a guy uh, who's working on one of these high-altitude land speeders, um, welding... Uh, polishing, buffing, that kind of thing. Here's a question for you. When I spoke with the engineer, he's going to send a man down. Do you think when he sends a guy down, he's going to show up in a way that's going to show people around, or at least Samael, that he's part of the Inquisition? Because I picture people who work on the ship, like they wear... Well, you are wearing all kinds of Inquisition stuff. Oh, I am, aren't I? Yeah. 
Okay. Disregard that question. Disregard. Yeah, there. Uh, unless you give specific instructions, there is no hiding anything. Okay. There's probably going to be a at least a guy, if not multiple, that march in and say, on behalf of the Inquisition, we're seizing this. Okay. Very good. All right, so I'll walk into, you know, the area where this uh, Land Cruiser is. Okay. Uh, so this guy working on this ship is going to notice you. And, uh... Oh, you need a ride? I need a ride, and I need it now. Ah, Viceroy, how are you? Side note. Uh, Viceroy, do you remember those cigarettes? Yes. Yeah. Ah, smoke a Viceroy. My grandparents used to smoke those. Those were like the first cigarettes that I ever fucking smoked, obviously, because I would steal them from my grandparents. Right. Um, cool. No, I never that smoked was cool. my, That was my first. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Then my mother smoked Virginia Slims, which when you were really desperate, we would steal those, and they were fucking terrible. It was like... Dude, yeah. it was like sucking on a straw. Like right. there was nothing to it. You'd have to smoke like ten of them. Yeah, to like equal one cigarette. Uh, <clears throat> I just repeat myself. I, I I need a ride, and I need it quickly. All right, where are we going? Levinus Seven. I'll give you the coordinates when we're on our way. Yeah, I know it. Uh, not sure you want to go over there right at the moment. No, I'm pretty sure that I do want to go over there right now. Well. If you're determined to go there now, uh, it's a little hot over there if you catch my meaning. Uh, you might want to take a ship with some guns. Do you have one? Not on the ship. I, I have I have a, a, a pistol. Uh, but it's going to cost extra if you really want me. I, I mean, I am the best pilot. He lets out like a big sigh. <clears throat> On behalf of the Inquisition, you will be compensated for your heroism. Alright, give me an influence test. Difficulty one. I'm sorry, influence, right? Yes. Just as I, I mean, I passed, but I have one icon. So, like, I just pass. <laughs> All right. Inquisition, huh? What, uh, what brings you lot down here? I'm here for a ride. Now, let's make haste. Right, right. And I start walking towards his ship. Uh, and he holds his hand out to help you on board. Like a, <laughs> like a lady getting into a carriage. <laughs> what a dick. Good. All right, so I step in. Uh, is uh, is uh, is your friend here coming along as well? You're talking about the skull. All right, turn. I mean, you this, the skull? Yeah. Sure. X five one, and I just kind of motion my hand, uh, and it flies up, and it probably will secure itself in your backpack because yeah, yeah. I don't think it's fast enough to fly to keep up with this. No, 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 no. Yeah. It comes on the ship. Okay. All right, and. Uh, 
unless there's anything else, he will start the, the engines up, and we are away. Good. Good. So, from where I met the tech priest the last time with Saul's body, so while we're in the air, I'll give him those coordinates. That's okay. as close as we can get to this if, uh, if possible. Very good. Uh, right. All right. Let's uh, let's crack on. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you got you got business in uh, Levina Seven, eh? For someone who's overly concerned about a drug war and not having a ship with weapons, maybe you should focus on your flight pattern. Then the conversation with me, and I just kind of secure myself in my seat. All right. I'm just trying to. Have a conversation. We're going to be flying for quite a while. That's just, you know, that's what we do. We talk and get to know people. It's just kind of curious that there's a drug war, and then all of a sudden the Inquisition pops up. Map data shows me that 12 kilometers is where our destination is. It won't be that long. So let's let's take it easy with the small talk and just fly the plane. Right. You, uh, you've been here long? On the shut up dice, I just rolled a six. <laughs> <laughs> Love to talk. <sighs> Where you from, buddy? Well, originally I'm from the Ghoul Stars, but I ended up here on some unfortunate circumstances. Uh, roll me perception. As we're we're, uh, we're traveling, he's giving you his life story. Uh, awareness. I'm sorry. Uh, he's giving his life story. He's talking about how his sister died from an illness and he was taking care of his parents and uh, difficulty one. Uh, I have um, one, two, three, four icons and one exalted so I could ship. Okay. So as he's talking about how uh, he's trying to save up money for his parents, you can't help but hear as you draw closer uh, to your destination the sound of gunfire. Okay. Running rampant. And an errant rocket flying right towards you. Very calmly, I just tell him, uh, mind the... Mind the gap. <laughs> Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Lots of local <laughs> references. I say, uh, mind the missile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to reach us. Oh, no. Oh, I don't like that reaction. <laughs> Good. And uh, as he's talking, this thing just starts to drop and just misses oh. the uh, the ship. Uh, and he doesn't even, I mean, there wasn't even a hiccup of trying to pull up. Now, you're not sure. I'm not going to lie. Bannon's... He had a very difficult time swallowing after he said, watch the <laughs> missile. Yes. You're not sure if this guy is crazy or if when he says he's the best pilot you'll find, if he is. Mm. Um, is it possible that he could calculate the trajectory of a rocket? Oh, who knows? Who knows? In real time, in his mind. Yep. Okay. Didn't even... And he just kept telling his story. Right, right. Never broke stride. Right. Where like a bead of sweat is starting to develop on like Bannon's forehead. Yeah. A little nervous with that one. 
as we approach the destination, uh, he just kind of starts slowing down on the throttle and kind of like turns back to, puts his arm over the seat and looks back to you. Right, uh, you jump in or you want me to set you down? Or what's uh, what's the plan here? I'd prefer a landing, if you would, if you wouldn't mind. Well, I'm not sure if you can see what's going on down there, but a landing is going to cost double. Do I have means to jump out of this plane? No, no, probably not. Right. Mm. There is no cost that can't be paid. You'll be a hero to the Inquisition. I don't know what any of that means, but as long as I get paid... I cut him off. Land the fucking plane. All right. Mm. Uh, so he starts going in, and he is bobbing and weaving through, like, machine gun fire, errant rockets, uh, las beams. Can I get a glance as to, like, what's going on out there? As far as, like, colors or... Um, From up here... Like it's still too yeah. too far out from the fire. Okay, um, but it it appears to be open warfare in every direction. Like this district was bad before. Right now, it's just it looks like it's on the brink of chaos. Okay, and uh, he lands you on the roof of a building, and I will. Yeah, get out. As you are getting off, uh, he starts lifting off again, and just kind of yells down to you. You need a pickup? This guy's a pain in my ass. I just, I look to, I, I you know, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't even look at him. I just say, sure. And as I say that, I'm unzipping the bag to have X51 come out. Okay. And I say, Get his info. All right, so you get all the coordinate or the the Voxcaster information, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. No, I'm. Right. I think my main concern is the fact that there is like serious gunfire yeah. taking place here. All right, you know. So, well, hey, good luck there, Mister Inquisition, and just remember, a pickup is gonna cost double. <laughs> of course. And uh, his ship is away. And if you were to watch from, not the ground, but the roof of this building, he is just kind of almost like slaloming and off into the distance. Okay. Just dodging inbound fire and missiles and shit. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, very quickly, uh, Bannon is going to uh, try to get off of this rooftop. Okay. There's this open warfare taking place, and they see some ship come in and dock like right. on the top of a roof. They're probably going to want to know why, so I want to get the fuck out of there. All right, and you're probably about a block or so away from your destination, so he got you pretty close. All right, good. I like this guy. Um, so as Bannon makes his way down to street level, He's going to see if there's a clear path over to where the... Uh, the oh, no. No, no, no. There should just be a clear path. Uh, there's fighting going around, just not on the path that he needs to get to get to the tech priest. Uh, as you make your way into the street, three random guys with guns notice you, and they begin to engage. Sons of bitches. And you can go first. How far are they from me? They are about four meters. Four meters? Yeah, like I picture like you come out the door and they're right across the street. 
and they turn around and see you coming out the door, and boom, they're on you. Oh. All right, well, no better time than to use this fucking melted gun. So I pull out my pink gun. <laughs> it's very, It's a very handsome weapon. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, what's my DN? Uh, so they're going to be a mob. So we're going to start with three. Oh, so then it's three, five, and seven, right? Okay. No, three, six, nine for mob. Multi-attack is the plus two. Oh, mob is plus three. I'm sorry. Wow, that's nasty. Okay. I just had to refresh. The Melta gun has Melta. So it has Assault, for those listening. It has Assault and Melta as its traits. So Assault means that if I want to, if I'm in the run action, I can actually still fire the weapon, but I take a plus two penalty to my DN. <clears throat> Melta means if I'm in close range, which I am, I get, it's almost, I guess, similar to Brutal. I get plus one on my uh, extra damage die rolls. Okay. Which is cool. Uh, okay, so I'm sorry. I have uh, three, six, and nine, right? So. Yes. Firing. All right, so three. I have three. I have an icon and an exalted. And then... Go ahead. Dude, this gun is like it, it's almost broken. Eighteen with right. a with a minus four AP. <laughs> oh my god, this gun is sick. All How right, is this so an uncommon weapon? Dude, that's fucking that's crazy. Uh, so I, I I imagine like Melta rounds just sizzling right through the center of this guy's chest. Mm. The other two break apart and they take cover. Okay. Uh, and I, I will do the same. I, I kind of like fall back, right? I can fire and then move. Yeah. So I just kind of fall back into uh, into the building that I was trying to come out of. And <clears throat> like you would find in uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Yes. Great game. I just kind of lean up against the wall. Okay. And um, and just kind of... Now I'm like peering my head out just enough to, to get like the, the front end of the weapon out to fire it, whatever I can. All right. So guy number one is going to attempt to suppress you. What's your... Uh Defense? A two. All right, so he spends the rest of his magazine uh, just launching rounds into, like, that doorway that you're in. Okay. And uh, you are now hindered, so it's going to be plus one difficulty on all tests until this fight is over. And guy number two is just going to take a shot at you. Um, and you said the defense was a three? Two. Two. And yeah. it's, it's full cover, so it's four. And he misses. So there's like rounds blasting into the door and just an, an unending stream of rounds flying through the doorway. All right. I quickly look... Um I just look down. Am I in a hallway, do you think? Or this is like an open... Because I just picture all these buildings like beat to shit. Yeah, like, they are. Uh, but yeah, you're, like this one is like... I would say the first level is intact. Okay. So I just look... Um, the way that I'm propped up against the door is going to be while looking out the door, I'm on the right side of the door frame. Okay. Okay. So I kind of have my back, my right shoulder 
to the door frame is on the, the door. doorway. Right. So it's my left arm, my left shoulder that I'm I'm uh, shouldering the the weapon. Um, I just kind of lean back and look to the right. I'm not going to run across the open doorway, right? There's just fucking rounds after rounds flying through. So I just kind of lean back and look to the right. Do I see an opening or is that just a solid wall? I would imagine. Yeah, it's an opening. It, there is an opening. Yeah. Okay. It's almost like it, at one time this was some kind of shop and it's like a lobby or maybe a hotel. It's, right. a, it's like a lobby. So then let me ask you this. As far as being suppressed goes... Um, or hindered, I'm sorry, hindered. If I move, if I use my move action first to move over to that opening, obviously I'm behind cover. They can't see me. If I move over there, does that negate the hinder? No, what we'll do is an athletics test with an added difficulty. Bannon realizes that in his youth, he didn't play a lot of sports. <laughs> Probably not the best idea to make that move. All right, I'm going to almost, not blind fire, but <clears throat> I would think with, with being hindered, it's almost one of those things where, like, you took a peek, you feel like you know where the guy was. Yeah. yeah so it's not like a wall of death. Right. Like, yeah. Like a quick glance, and then I'm just going to, like, stick the muzzle out the door and fucking squeeze off a couple of rounds. With your hat hanging off of it? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> giving the impression, hey, that's me. Here I am. Um, so the one looking out the door, whoever whoever is the uh, the furthest to the left, right? I'm slicing the pie. I'm going to take a okay. look. Uh I'm going to go ahead and put rounds down on that guy. All right, so he is not the guy launching the suppressive fire. Right. Okay. But I don't want to angle out more because then I feel like I'm going to like leave right. too much of myself exposed. All right, so, so I think he, he's in cover. Yeah, he's behind like a burnt-out vehicle of some kind, uh, so that's going to be half cover. So it's your difficulty is three plus one for the half cover. That's four plus one because you're hindered. Okay. So we're looking for a five. Okay. I hit my head on the fucking <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> um. All right, I hit and I rolled and exalted on my rap Wow. Rap. All right. Let's see. So now that gives me What's uh what's the damage output on this gun? Sixteen plus three. Yeah, we don't have to roll. With a fucking minus Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Sixteen plus three. So now I have two wrath. We start with, with three glory, right? Every single session? Yes. I don't know why every time. We've only been doing this for months now. <laughs> Can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I should stop drinking. Um, uh, by the way, and I know that we're not doing this really in the gameplay session, but I just want to tell people if they've listened this far, this IPA edition gets better over time. And with a Virginia, dude, it's actually really good. Oh, good. It's really good. Because it's not heavy. I don't know. It's not smoky. It's very light. I don't know. It's, it's good. I enjoy it. Um, anywho. All right, uh, so the, you tear through this guy. Uh, I imagine your melt around goes like right through the car because it can reduce vehicles to slag. So I imagine like it, it's not even the round that kills the guy; it's like Rick, like a shrapnel from the car. Oh, that's that cool. just slices into him, and you see him rolling around on the ground, holding his guts because they're all spilling out of his body. Of course. Okay. And then I just kind of duck my head back in. All right. And he's going to, suppressive guy is going to take aim at you. And this time he hits. What's your resilience? Resilience is a nine. All right. So this is eight plus one extra damage. Okay. So if I don't get an exalted, I did not. 
So the rounds, again, just keep chewing through this wall. Um, but the ricochets and the the shrapnel from the wall seem to miss you. Okay. Here's what I picture. We'll get to how I see this playing out in a minute. Okay, so I, I kind of I spend my move to run to the other side. Okay. Of the door, so I'm still in cover, but I'm moving to the other side. Okay. And um, I'm gonna go ahead and fire down on this guy. All right. So it's gonna be uh, this guy is not in cover, so it's gonna be th- four. Three plus one. Okay. I have two exalteds, so I hit. All right, and I picture like maybe as you run across, you fire a couple of rounds, and one of those rounds is lucky enough, it sizzles and slices into his throat, and down he goes. Excellent. Yeah, what a very cool scene. Like in my head, I almost imagine like I get dropped off. I'm just trying to run the fuck out of this building, figuring guys are going to be like closing in on the building, right? They see this drop ship come in. Yeah. I hop off. So a couple of guys make their way over. As I run out the door, I see these three guys. So as I'm backpedaling to get back in, I fire off. I kill the first guy. I duck behind the right wall. I take the fu- the shot. Well, now I'm being suppressed. I look to my right. I see I need to be athletic or at least as athletic as like a 12-year-old lineman. <laughs> and I am not that. So I just kind of fire around out. I sizzle out that guy. What the fuck? This guy now starts firing. It's like putting holes in the wall. And I'm like, dude, if I fucking stand here any longer, like one of these rounds are going to go through and kill me. So in an effort to move to the other side, I get lucky. I end up firing around and killing that guy. Very cool. Oh, my God. All right. We're going to make our way to the next building. Yes. Yeah. Once I realize that the streets to my left and right are clear, clear to the point where like nobody is focusing their attention on me or the gunfire that was going on, considering that there's gunfire right. all over the place. Yeah, I'm gonna continue to make. Dude, that smells so good. Look at it just blowing straight across the room. <sighs> that might be my favorite. The smell of deer tongue might be my favorite pipe tobacco smell. A company, accoutrement. Accoutrement, yes. yes. All right, so we're going to try to go to this next building. Give me an athletics test. Come on. There's gunfire everywhere. Of course there is. Uh, difficulty two. If you fail, uh-huh. we are engaged in another <laughs> battle. <laughs> Not only do I fail, a complication, <clears throat> which I'm thinking is I fall in the street. Um. Yeah, okay, so you fall. I'm not going to charge you a move to get up or anything like that, but while you're scrambling to get up, uh, there's one guy, uh, with like a uh, a shock mall, mm. and he's going to get the first attack. I think Bannon at this point is more aggravated, not the fact that he fell, but the fact that when he fell, he might have dirtied his new like inquisitorial <laughs> robes. <laughs> Very upset. Uh, so he uh. So I picture you start running for the next building. A couple of random bullets 
whiz by and you kind of skitter to a stop, but your momentum is too fast and you end up falling forward. Mm. As you're scrambling up to your feet, some guy's coming from your left around the corner and sees you and just raises up his shock maul to swing at you. And he... Fuck. Rolls a complication. Excellent. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so here's what I picture. He comes charging towards you. Uh, you skitter to the ground. As you're getting up, he sees you and goes to swing at you. He's, when he swings, he misses. But his momentum, his knee hits you in the side of the head, mm. and he trips over the top half of your body. Now he is prone. And oh, that's funny. You are up. All right, just point blank, whatever that's worth. I just aim my fucking melt gun at his face and pull the trigger. Uh, give me a wrath dice. Anything other than a one, and this guy is a two. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Uh, so as you're getting up, you just kind of pop him, mm. and I, I picture like you almost don't even stop your forward momentum. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Kind it's of all in like you, one motion. It's you like fuck. You get up and just blast him in the back of the head and keep moving towards this building. Yeah, which we get to. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Yes. So here's the question. You don't have to pause it. Just we'll edit it out. Dude, a shock mall right does four plus one extra damage dice. How does that even do damage? That's the one part about this game that like I'm basic bitch. Level one, and it can't even hurt me. Uh, he could do an all-out attack, which uh, gives plus two, but minus two defense. Right, uh, but even that. You know what I'm saying? But like, I think a shock mall also attacks your shock. Oh, it goes directly to your shock? I believe I believe it does both. I think that's the point of those weapons. Like Those weapons are designed to render people unconscious. Right, and that's what I thought, but I figure if it goes against your resilience, like right out of the gate, like a resilience of nine at rank one. Right, so it would be zero damage, and then let's say that uh, I roll no extra damage. It's four. Right. So it would be zero damage, four shock. Oh, okay. So then that, that does, that's significant then. Yeah, because two hits of that, dude, and I'd be unconscious. Right. I think that's the point of it. <laughs> and you can't soak that. No, you use shock to soak. Right, exactly. So you would fucking, it, like, two hits and you're automatic, you're down. Right. That's pretty good. Okay. All right, that's fair. Continue. And also, also, it depends on his weapon skill. So I think it's... Uh, well, his weapon skill is only going against my defense to see if he hits. Right, but if you shift, you add start adding dice. Oh, I get it. I get so it. So it's initiative plus your weapon skill. So if it's somebody who's really fast... Right. You know, you could end up shifting three in a perfect world. Like, so it can do damage. It's yeah. just a... But the, the, the point of it is to do damage against your shock rate. Correct. So it negates your resilience. Right. All right, so then that makes sense. So then that's why... I I don't understand. Why would you use a fucking... Why would you use a chainsword? Because a chainsword, the damage is very... Like, once you start getting... Yeah, but if you, if you spec your character towards melee... That's where, like, orcs are specced towards melee. Right. So they can do almost as much damage as guns can do. Okay. And then you start adding in all-out attacks and bonuses and things like that. Like, that's where... it's It all depends on how you spec your character. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I guess I'm only viewing it from, from this character's point of view. Right, because you're like a gunslinger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Time in. All right. So, Ali Oxen Free. So we are in Cyrus's lab. Uh, we go down that same set of stairs again. Yes? Yes. Okay. And we get to the lab, and as you were to walk in, you see that his equipment has been damaged. It hasn't been shot or destroyed, but from maybe concussions of shells going off or whatever. 
his equipment is damaged. And you see him uh, kind of in the corner of the room with uh, a pistol of some kind. Just kind of like, uh, like frantically just aiming because he can hear somebody coming down the stairs. Now the whole while I'm in there and working my... Like as I am halfway down the stairs, let's say, I start shouting out his name. Okay. Like, Cyrus. I was just about to make you roll athletics <laughs> <laughs> to dodge a bullet. Uh, good. Yeah, so he... Uh, Huh, yes? Oh, oh Acolyte Speyburn. Oh, thank the Emperor. It's time to go. We're, okay, let's go. Is there anything that you need from here that you can carry? He, So he starts stacking up data slates and books and all kinds of shit. And he starts making like a little mountain of stuff and he's trying to balance it. His extra arms are grabbing stuff. Oh, I forgot he has numerous arms. Yeah. Can, can, can you help me carry this stuff? You have six grabbing arms. Graduated cylinders. No, we're not. And burners. We're not. We're not taking beakers. No. no. Grab but what you can. My work. Yeah, we're torching this place. And as I'm saying that, like I'm looking around for any sort of like explosives that we can like blow this place up. Uh, give me a single wrath. I'm afraid to look. A two. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some things that appear to be flammable. Okay, so as he's gathering, and then, like I'm almost like paying no mind to him, like I'm treating him like a child, you know, as because like why uh, don't you like him? It, it's not that I don't like him; it's just that like the question sometimes I'm like, guy, like let's he's focus on what's going on he's right a here, nerd. you know, like we're gonna get killed. You've been very confrontational, with poor Cyrus, from the jump. <laughs> I'll come around to the guy. No, um, no, probably not. Um, he's wearing flip flops. Oh, fuck this guy. With socks on? All right. So I take my melted gun. <laughs> um, I, will, uh, <clears throat> I will do this for him. As I'm looking around for any sort of like flammable material or explosive material. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Which one? Uh, I'll try. Um... I, I pull my backpack off. I unzip it. I say X51 out, and I take the empty backpack. Well, it has supplies in it, but I say I toss that over to him. I say do not remove what is in the bag. Just fit whatever you can in the space that's available. Okay. So he uh, he looks at the bag. Now he starts analyzing all the stuff in his hands, and now he just stops, and he's just looking at stuff and looking at the bag and trying to figure out what exactly he wants to put in the bag. I'm still working my way around the room. I'm grabbing flammable stuff. I'm kind of like this status slate. This status slate is good, but if I don't take this, I'm I'm, I'm going to need both of these at least. If I take both of these, I'm, I mean, how can I continue my work if I don't have uh, this roll perception or awareness rather? If I don't have this, then I'm I'm going to need all the files for this. But if I don't have the files for that, then where where am I going to get all the data that I compiled for Project Forty Two? I have. Uh, Two icons and two exalted. So uh, total while two, you four, six. are doing what you're doing and he's mumbling, the building starts to shake. Cyrus, time to go. Oh, I, I haven't decided yet. So I, I figure I grab whatever I have and I grab him by the shoulder. My other hand takes the backpack from him, regardless of whether or not he put anything in there. And I zip it up. I sling it back over my shoulder. And I say, tech priest, let's go. I start working my way back up the stairs. 
Okay, he's following you. I turn to X51. X51, call that pilot. We need an exit. Okay. And I pause for a moment and I try to realize what the fuck am I going to use to light flammable material on fire? And I look down at my melted gun and think, well, give this a shot. And just at the far corner of the room, I take aim and squeeze off a round. Okay. And hope that it ignites whatever flammable shit I put down in the corner. Uh, yeah. So there's a little bit of some popping and sizzling, but yeah, it catches on fire relatively easy. And the fire is rapidly spreading. There's glasses kind of bursting, uh, spreading the fire further. Okay. And uh, you see the tech priest kind of look over his shoulder. Oh, oh my work. Oh, my, it's all gone. It's all gone as he's following you. Uh, and eventually he gives up and he just throws everything except for one data slate. Okay. And out the building we go. Out the building we go. And just like the last time with like reckless abandon, I just run out the building. Okay. Um, give me athletics. Difficulty two. Are we going to the building where he dropped you off? Well, let me ask you this. <clears throat> Hold on, let me make this roll. Uh, I pass. Wow. Okay. So Holy. you Very can athletic. see guys kind I'm of like Michael Vick, <laughs> minus the the dog <laughs> fighting, right, and the talent, and the and the talent. <laughs> Everybody gets lucky sometimes. Uh, so there's a, a group of four or five guys, and they take notice of you, and as they go to take aim. Uh, a mortar shell bursts on top of them. Uh, shrapnel and, and debris goes flying. Dirt pelting you in the face as you're running. Uh, and you start making your way. So here's what I was going to ask you. The, um, the like ground zero of where the fighting is going on, mm-hmm. Would you consider where uh, this tech priest's lab was in the middle of Ground Zero? Is it to the south, the north? Like, where no, is it no, in relation not. to like the heavy gunfire that's taking place? My point is, if the majority of the gunfire is concentrated to the north of this location, I'm heading south. I yeah, just I would say it's like to the uh, the southeast. Okay, so I just want to move away from okay. where the gunfire is, and I'm almost gonna like backpedal out of there. I'm gonna try to keep the tech priest behind me to try to cover him, and. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna work in a way where I can cover him and make sure that we make an exit that is safe. Okay. Uh, so I would say that you get to a safe location, and X five one transmits. Yeah. Okay. So within a few minutes, uh, let's find out how long. Give me one d six. Four. Okay. Four seconds. So Four. we're going to do the same thing we did with the pox walkers. I'm going to roll. If I get a success, there will be a small little skirmish while we're waiting. Yes, yes. That is a one. Mm-hmm. That is a four. Mm. All right. So uh, one errant uh, orc comes charging up uh, from in front of you. You see him coming. Uh, and I will give you the starting attack. He is about eight meters away from you and closing. Okay. 
and I forgot. Refresh my memory. Um, <clears throat> when you take a look at a weapon and its rating as far as range goes, when it's close range, what does that do? Less than... So the number it gives you right. is its medium effective range. Right. So less than half is close range. Correct. And that just means that there are no modifiers. Correct. If it's more than the halfway, it's then it adds. Range, right. Okay. Okay. Alright, what do I need? Three. To be a dick, I start screaming. Wah! And then I fire at that fucking guy. Uh, okay. And I miss. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you missed. So I you so you scream wah at him. <laughs> this orc comes to a stop, and I don't think you were prepared for him to stop, which is no. why you missed. <clears throat> the round maybe goes over his head, and now he's just staring at you, and his eyes go wild. <laughs> and he produces a big chopper. Like a helicopter? No, no, no. A, a, a motorcycle weapon. Oh, no. And he exchanges. <laughs> and he charges. So he's going to close the full distance. And he's going to get plus one extra damage to his big chopper. Oh, no. And he's going to swing and a miss. Oh, good. good, good. <laughs> go. uh, but now you are in melee range. And if I, rem if I remember correctly, you have a dagger, and I think you exchanged your chain sword for a shock maul. Yes. This Jameson is very good, by the way. It's very sweet. It is. Which is why I think it goes well with the Virginia. Okay. <clears throat> I do, in fact, have an auto pistol. Ah. So. <sighs> Bannon will let go of the... Uh, the melted gun. It's on a sling, so it just kind of falls over to his side, and he draws his auto pistol, and almost like hip fires the auto pistol. Obviously, he's not putting it out in front of him. He just kind of hip fires it. Okay. Not a good day for Bannon. Uh, I need threes again? Yeah. Yeah, I miss, and I roll the complication. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, bro. Oh. Uh, all right, give me a 66. 44. Oh, no. So uh, you pull the gun out, and you start firing rounds. Somehow you miss, probably because you were started pulling the trigger before you actually brought the muzzle to bear. Uh and you may have pulled the trigger too fast. Maybe it's because the weapon hasn't been cleaned, but whatever is the case, the weapon jams. Good. And you need a strength check of three. Of course, a strength check. To unjam the weapon. Oh, God. And the No orc, rat dice, right? This is just a, like a skill test? Yeah, I mean... Or, a, or, or with a rat. Hold on. Because that, that'll actually make it even more fun. Uh, yeah, why not? No, I failed. 
Okay. So the orc takes a swing at you with the big chopper. <laughs> yeah. And rolls a complication. Uh, what's your uh, what's your defense? Two. Okay, so he doesn't even hit you. And he uh, he drops his big chopper. So I imagine like he kind of swings it down at you and you maybe bring your arm up to block it and the barrel of the gun hits the hilt of this chopper and it kind of knocks it out of his hands. Okay. All right, seeing this, Bannon is going to disengage. Okay. To create distance so he can go back to his melted gun and take a shot. Okay, so when you disengage, uh, you can move up to half of your speed to half of your speed so I can move two and a half meters away. Yeah, so we'll round it up to three. That'll put you at a total of four meters. Okay, does that give him like an attack of opportunity? No. But a normal disengage does. Like just running away, yeah. Disengaging, the penalty is you lose half of your speed. And only certain enemies have opportunity attacks. And he would not anyway because he has no weapons. Right, and that's that's what I was thinking. This would create a perfect opportunity to do so since he dropped his right. gun. Um, so three meters, technically that's not melee range. So right. I could still use my... Uh, all right, so Bannon uh, reaches down and, and grabs the melted gun off of the sling. And we'll try this again. Uh, minus the wall. He is like frenzied. That's why like he's just... Just swinging with <laughs> reckless abandon. Did not like that I did that. No. Uh, so here's the thing. I can shift, uh, but I rolled a complication. So I hit right. him with a shift. Let's uh, let's resolve damage first. Okay. So I get an extra damage dice. Nine is the resilience. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, oh, well, you do... Well, I do minus four AP. Okay. So, yeah. He's going to go down. Okay. Do, should I roll? Nah. Uh, you do still have a jammed pistol. Right, right, right. So now the pistol is jammed. Do you want me to roll on the table again? No, unless you want to unjam it. No, well, I'm saying I just rolled the complication with the melted gun. Nah, that's all right. He's down. So that was one. Two rounds. Two rounds to go. That's a miss. Last round. You can see the ship approaching from up above. And that's a one. So nobody else happens to upon you while you're waiting. Okay. And the ship comes down, and the three of you, no, <laughs> two and a half, two, two, two and a quarter, two and a percentage, yeah, yeah, two, the two point two of you <laughs> climb in, and we are away. Uh, and just for fun, as he's taking off, I'll let you do the honors. Give me a flat wrath dice to see how you do getting away. A three. All right, so uh, a couple of rounds strike this high-altitude speeder as it takes off, but ultimately you are away. Okay. Bannon looks at the tech priest. Are you hit? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I, I think I'm okay. What do you know about dynamo core reactors? Uh, they're they're uh, uh, a liquid-state orb. 
uh, that's used for fusion energy when sending a ship into the warp. How long do you think it would take to procure the components necessary for one and for you to then place that into the relay? Well, I mean, we would need dynamo fluid and that's not on this planet. So we're going to have to we're going to have to find one. Um, I can check my list of vendors and see if there's anyone who might have it. Please do so. All right. So he uh, he goes into his data slate. And eventually he comes back. Uh, so there was a, a void ship merchant uh, that used to be around a long time ago. Uh, Buriel Mendecas. Um, he was run out of business. Uh, and last I knew, he moved his shops out to the wastelands of Levinus III. Um, I haven't contacted him in quite a while. But if anyone has this part, he would. Um, he was more of a salvager and a reseller. You have means by which you can contact him? No. He went off the he went off the grid. But the last you heard he was in three. Yeah. Um and that's a that's a desolate wasteland. The swamp retook the sector. The swamp. In Washington? No. <laughs> I, uh, I, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to talk to this guy. I turned to the pilot. Uh, thank you for the quick extraction. Oh, my pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. And then I turned to X51. How far is Levinus 3? Calculating 230 kilometers south southwest. Bannon turns his attention back to the pilot. Any plans for this evening? Well, with the amount of money you've given me, we have all day. X51, share the coordinates with our pilot here. So uh, she, uh, she, she, whatever. I'm going to go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she transmits the information to his uh, navigation cogitator. And you see his eyes kind of perk up. <clears throat> And he starts slowing the ship down. He's like, are, are you sure you want to go here? Those are the coordinates that were provided to you, correct? All right. I mean, it's it's not a matter of um, hostile gunfire, uh, but that's a, that's a very dangerous place. In what regard? Well, there was uh, an earthquake there. Uh, many years ago, and as stories have it, the it was a manufactorum district, um, and the swamp more or less swallowed the sector. I bluff him. I'm like, I'm familiar with the history of Levinus III. All right. Just want to make sure that you live long enough to get me my money. Let's go. And off just, you go. Yeah, I just sit back in my in my seat. <clears throat> right, I would imagine there really isn't much conversation taking place during the ride, no. unless the pilot wants to exercise his gift of gab. Um, I mean, he'll probably make small talk with somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the tech priest loves to talk, so yeah, I can the two see of them, them are sitting up front together. with each other, chatting it up. <laughs> uh, would you 
share notes or anything at all with uh, the tech priest or do anything? No, I think uh, <clears throat> I think that's gonna wait until we see what we can uncover in three. All um, right. Yeah, I let him do his thing. He wants to fucking, you know, chat away. He can do that with the pilot. All right. I try to get like a little rest in. Yeah, I would say we can unjam your uh, your pistol. Mm. Um, the tech priest can probably help you with that. Um, no wounds, right? We're good? Yeah, yeah, we're good. All right. So I would say uh, at the speed that you're going, it is going to take you 46 hours to get there. This is the slowest speeder I've ever been in. <laughs> Fucking guy, man. Put a better engine in here. <laughs> but uh, I would say as dawn on the third day breaks, uh, we are in Levinus 3. Okay. So uh, he lowers the altitude so you can kind of get a good surveying of the lands. Uh, and you can see the, the edifices of buildings, but they are covered in moss and vines and swamp. Uh, some buildings are half collapsed. Some are half sunken. Uh, sometimes all you can see are like the top stories of buildings that have sunk completely mm. into the swamp. Okay. All right, we're back. I'm afraid to go to sleep. I don't know how I'm supposed to lay down in bed. I'm getting drunk. Dude, I have a feeling that the, the whiskey that I drank last night never left my system. I don't know why. I feel like... Oh, you know why? It's because I haven't eaten in a day and a half. Why? What is, what is your uh, problem? I don't know. I didn't eat it all yesterday. You and I haven't eaten nervous. today. Why? You make I me binge very eat. nervous. I binge eat. I, I drink consistently and I binge eat. This it normal. Yeah. It's normal. How many calories do you think are in this? Oh. I don't think they list that, do they? I don't think by law they're required to, are they? Nope. I want to know what the total carbs are, including dietary fibers. Uh, I'm more concerned with sugars. I I need to know sugar. Anyway, yeah, they, they don't list that. They're not required to by law. All right. All right. Well, uh, congratulations to the winner. Insert name here. Congratulations? Yeah. There's only one winner, so he only gets one congratulation. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and a desagulation to the loser. Ooh, I passed. I can shift, but I also rolled a complication. Ah. Very good. All right. So, yes. Uh, I'm going to spend my point of ruin. Why don't you go ahead and have a drink? Oh, and I'll spend my point of wrath. Hold on. I have to. Let me pour. There we go. Good, good. A nice manly size. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fuck. I got to drive home. <laughs> Mutually assured destruction. Uh, two. Yes. Your dog. Fucking thing acts like a man. He wants to spoon. Why doesn't he spoon with my wife? Why isn't he on that side of the bed? He's a dude, bro. He is a dude, bro. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to fucking fist bump and, and hang out. Yeah. yeah. To uh, to Scully's. Over the ears and cover the hair. 
for the love of fuck. I don't understand why it's so hard. To people with cancer head. Maybe you get a cure or just exit scene left. <laughs> to dice. And pipes.